Sometimes life can feel like one big project, constantly trying to put the pieces together. What if I told you it's okay to be a mess? Life is a journey and we must transform ourselves into who we want to become. We start by knowing who we are and with the relentless pursuits of our passion and purpose. How did I do it? With a lot of help from my friends. And we'll talk about all of that right here on The Beautiful Butterfly Project. We need women who are so strong, they can be gentle. So educated, they can be humble. So fierce, they can be compassionate. So passionate, they can be rational. And so disciplined, they can be free. Kavita Ramdas said this. Today on The Beautiful Butterfly Project, we welcome the dynamic R.J. Jackson, who is an international leader, professional speaker, and executive life coach, who will talk to us all about courage. The great Maya Angelou said, courage is the most important of all virtues because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. You can practice any virtue erratically, but nothing consistently without courage. And today on the Beautiful Butterfly Project, that is exactly what we'll do. Talk all things courage with the dynamic coach, RJ Jackson. And we'll do that on this episode of the Beautiful Butterfly Project. RJ Jackson is more than an international leader, professional speaker, and executive life coach. She is known as the courage giver and has proven herself as a writer, hitting the bestsellers list four times. She has penned books such as Conversations on Courage, Take Heart, and A Repositioned Journey, I'm Still Standing, her life story of overcoming adversity. RJ inspires others to live and work with clarity, confidence, and courage. She conducts workshops, training sessions, has been a keynote addresser globally in Bermuda, Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, Barbados, and Jamaica, just to name a few. Her mission field also includes Cambodia, Haiti, Kenya, Mexico, Nigeria, and Thailand. RJ's contribution to the community has earned her accolades, such as Visionary of the Year, Leader of Distinction, and Woman of the Year. June 24th is officially R.J. Jackson Day in Buffalo, New York. R.J. lives by her favorite quote, life is not measured by what you have, life is measured by what you give. The Beautiful Butterfly Project welcomes the courage giver, R.J. Jackson. How are you, beautiful? I am fantastic, and thank you for giving me this opportunity to share and encourage those who are listening today. Because it's true, life is measured by what we give. Well, I'm so thankful to have you. And just to be completely transparent with the audience that I have dubbed the Butterfly Nation, I started following you on Instagram and I just fell in love with your content and who you are and what you represent. So I gave the audience a little bit of an introduction, but could you tell the Butterfly Nation a little bit more about who RJ Jackson is? It would be my pleasure. So who is RJ Jackson? I like to just have some fun with it. Is it okay if we do that? We absolutely can. Okay. So transparency here. 
It depends on what day of the week it is. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that 100%. I've met a kindred spirit. (laughs) So you see, the truth is life happens, right? And today we are one way and the next day another way. It reminds me of a story where the main character asked the other person saying, like, I knew who you were yesterday, but who are you today? Mm-hmm. Because life happens and it's nothing wrong with changing who we are. As long as our core, the center of our very being is who we are from the inside out. So I'll tell you who I am from the inside out today. I'm different today than I was yesterday because that's what I strive to do, to do better and be better. So you've already shared, and it's true, I am an international speaker and author, and my purpose is to stand in front of people to be a reflection of resilience. Mm. Wow. And you see, what I get to do is stand up so you can accept the permission to stand up and show up in spite of what you've gone through or even what you're going through. Okay. I've written like five things down already because that was extremely powerful. And that's the essence of what the Beautiful Butterfly Project is all about. It's about resilience. It's about courage. It's about truly reflecting who we are from the inside out. And I know that you have done so many things to get to where you are today. And all of us has that one experience that shapes us, or it may be more than one experience that has shaped us into who we are. What has been that one experience for you, RJ? I love how you integrated the word or. Right. Because as I think of that question, I can't think of one thing in particular that has shaped me. I often say, God created me. William and Rhoda Jackson, the best parents in the world, conceived me. My ninth grade teacher sister Marge saw potential in me. And all I want you to do is see a reflection of yourself as a hero in me. I've had many experiences that have shaped me to become the person that I am from a young child to yesterday. Yeah. Now, that really sounds like it's transformational. Like you said that, you know, you were created by God or, you know, your parents birthed you and um, someone saw potential in you. That is change and that is transformation. And when we talk about life and we talk about its experiences, it's just not one thing. It's multiple things that shapes us into the person that we are today. Absolutely. And we can't discount any of it. Even if it's something simple, which may not be simple to someone, so I'm not devalutizing an experience, but even if it's something such as someone cutting you off on the freeway. Mm, yeah. For one person, that's major. For another person, that's like, they just weren't paying attention. But those experiences help shape us from our character, from who we are. And when they happen, they actually don't define find who we are, they prove who we are. Wow. They don't define who we are, but they prove who we are. And I was reading 
something on your website and you talk about greatness, about greatness being inside of you. And it takes a lot sometimes for people to feel that they're great. We always are working toward the next thing, building and what I call grinding. And you talk about it just wasn't one event that shaped you into who you are, but multiple events. And when you're on stage and you're talking to women about greatness, what is something that you share with them about your journey to greatness? What I share with women when I'm honored with the opportunity to present as a keynote speaker is my experience. I share that not to say to women or anyone else listening that if I could do it, you could do it. If it happened for me, it could happen for you. Because I personally believe, Nicole, that's the furthest thing from the truth. Mm, Okay, okay. It happened to me and for me because it, it was destined to and because of the choices I made and because of my environment and because of the people who support me. And not everyone has the same thing, the same support system, the same opportunities. So when people say everybody had the same opportunity, no, that's not true. Everyone does not have the same opportunity, but everyone does have the same opportunity to create opportunities. I so see. Yeah. It may not look the same. Right. Because if right. that were the case, we would all be doing the same thing, but we were all created with our own greatness inside of us. And that's the main ideal and concept. I remind women in particularly, there is greatness inside of you. You were born with it. And perhaps the trauma, the drama that you faced has covered it up, but Mm -hmm. it's time to unveil it. It's time to reveal your greatness to the world by believing in it for yourself. And that's so powerful about what you said about the trauma and the drama covering up our greatness. You know, I've experienced that myself in my journey to becoming who I am. I remember the exact day that I woke up and I decided to change. I uh, remember the day that I went to the doctor. The doctor said, hey, blood pressure is high. You know, that's why you're having these heart palpitations. And let's work on losing some weight. When I made up my mind to losing, you know, weight, And I started shedding all of the reasons why I kept the weight. And all of that started a pathway to discover who I really was on the inside. And that took courage. Did you have a moment of courage in your life where you had to stand up and say, today is the day that I make change? Yes, it happens every day. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I don't say that to tickle your fancy. I say that because it's my truth. You see, life happens to each of us if we're willing to live it through. And it's not always things we enjoy and we want to happen. And I'll give you an example. I just shared this this morning in one of my clubhouse rooms that I lost my mind somewhere on the 10 freeway in the LA area. And Every time I'm on that 10 freeway, which isn't often, I always wonder like, hmm, was this the location? Was this the spot? Is this where it happened? And then I said, you know what? I might wonder where it is, but I'm certainly not going to look for it because I tell you what, in the midst of losing what I say, losing my mind, 
I found myself and who I am in this day. Mm-hmm. So not who I was, not what I used to do. So you read my bio, right? Yeah. So many of the items and attributes on my bio are things I've done, whether I've done them five years ago, four years ago, but today's a different day. It it's is. a new day. Wow. This is the day that I get to use my courage and get up and show up, especially after speaking on stages around the world, nation to nation, and then not being able to speak when I open my mouth, not being able to say the word the, because my brain wouldn't process it as a result of, quote unquote, losing my mind Mm. on the 10 freeway. And that's my way of saying I had a TBI, which is a traumatic brain injury. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn to talk. I had to learn who I was in the moment and accept that without having to go back and say, no, but I am used to doing this. That's over. I got to do something different. But yet everything I do is from my core, Mm -hmm. my purpose, my values and my belief. Wow. Goodness gracious. That is so insightful because with you having your TBI moment and you are not the person you were today that you were yesterday or even the day before or even before you had that moment that forced you, like you said, to get up every day, to demonstrate courage every day because you made a decision to do so. And so when you make that decision every morning, RJ, is there any one thing that you say to yourself, a mantra? or an affirmation. I know for me is that I am the true reflection of God's love designed for my life. And I will radiate that to the world and whatever I do. Is there something that you say to yourself often or repeat every day? I love that because that displays a question of discipline. Mm, And discipline is so important. And unfortunately, it's the ingredient that many people are missing in their life. So they find themselves going to and fro, back and forth. Today, they're up on top of the world. Tomorrow, they're wondering, where in the world is the world? Yeah. Thank you you for asking that question. And I don't have anything in particular that I say to myself every day. But I do have some healthy habits that I participate in every day to affirm who I am and my purpose in the world. And most of that is through writing Mm -hmm. and through what I take into my body, whether that's through my ears, my eyes, or my mouth. So I'll just share with you quickly through writing. I start my day by writing this sentence on the top of my journal every day. And it says something amazing is going to happen to me and through me today. I am blessed to be a blessing. I'm ready to give my life away. Hmm. So I write that on the top of my journal every day. And from there, I write three words. The first word is gratitude. And then I write what I'm grateful for. My next word is affirmation. So I write an affirmation for the day and it may not be the same every day. Actually, I write four things. My third thing is flow. Like what am I going to do today to flow? 
How am I going to give my life away? Am I going to donate something? Am I going to give something? Am I going to be grateful for something? Am I going to give more than another person expects? Am I going to send a gift to somebody? These are just ways that I flow Hmm. and giving. And then my last thing I write is focus, meaning what's my main focus for today? Because there are going to be distractions. Right. I'm ready for them. Bring them because I already know I'm still going to stay focused. And this is what I'm going to look at when the distraction come. Like, I see you, but wait, I got to handle this first right here. That is so great because I'm all about journaling too. You and I are so similar. The first thing that I do, you know, besides thanking, you know, God for my feet hitting the floor and my eyes opening up is to write my thought for the day. And to write, you know, my message across the top of the page to myself and to meditate and really envision how I see my day going. And that's so powerful. Journaling is just one of those things that I'm a big fan of and that I encourage everyone to do. And in your book, Reposition Journey of Greatness, uh, you talk about and on one of your chapters is entitled Encouragement or the Journey. And what are some ways that you encourage others? I love that question. And thank you for sharing that out of my book, A Repositioned Journey of Greatness, I'm Still Standing. And I say that because I want to hear women say that as well, that I'm still standing. Yeah, you knocked me down, but I'm still standing. Because it doesn't matter how many times I fall down, it's how many times I get back up Mm. that matters. And so the way I encourage women, as you've asked in your question, is I show up first. I don't ask anyone to do anything I'm not willing to do. I show up first. Hot mess and all. Oh, my goodness. And all. (laughs) Toe up from the flow up and all. I I show up first. And I show up to remind women how important it is, just as you are, to show up. And then from there, not only do I show up, I do my best to give women the opportunity to participate in a safe community where they're cared for, honored, respected, and loved because they have value. So we don't just talk about it. We say, come on, be a part of us and let's be about it because we want to help you fix your broken wings so you can go out there and fly. Mm, I love it. You know, it's okay to be a mess because that's in the introduction to my podcast. It's okay to be a mess, but we don't need to stay a mess. And just show up, you know, because we have to meet people where they are in order to, like you said, to give them a safe place. So as part of your coaching, you are a life coach. And so as part of your coaching, What are some of the services that you offer? What are some of the areas in which you coach in? So I provide executive coaching for leaders, women leaders. And let me break that down even more because perhaps someone is listening saying, oh, well, she's not talking to me. Right, right. Hold up, girl. Yes, I am. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because you are a leader. And this is why I do coaching because you don't see yourself as a leader, but you are. And so sometimes when we think of the word leader, we think of executive inside of a corporation. No, you're a leader in your home. You're a leader to your family. You're a leader in your community, in your church. And I hope you're leading yourself somewhere good. So (laughs) 
I provide the information that causes transformation through a listening ear to help you see it, be it, live it, that you are a leader and there's greatness inside of you. And I do that with a custom system that says this is designed for you. It's a signature program that I have to help people build their confidence, their courage, and make sure they have clarity. Mm. Everyone is a leader. Everyone has a leader inside of them. All of us have started somewhere and you've done all these dynamic things. You've traveled all over the world. You've you know, spoken in front of all of these different groups. How did you start? How did you get into what you are currently doing just so others can have an idea a little bit more about your journey? Absolutely. Honestly, and I don't say this for cliche, but it began in my mother's womb before I was even formed. There was a plan that God had for me. Mm -hmm. And when I was 16, well, actually, when I was growing up, I used to always say when we would be sitting on our porch on the East Coast late at night because you couldn't be outside unless you were on one of the porches of an approved parent, right? Right. So <laughs> we used to talk about what we wanted to be. And I would always say, I'm going to be a preacher. And all my wow. friends would be like, really? And I'm like, yep, I'm going to be a preacher. That's exactly what I'm going to be. And I remember I was young. I wasn't in my teens, I was young. And when I turned 16, I wrote this list. There was a sheet of paper that I had. It had three big circles on it. And it said, by this age, I was going to do this. By another age, I was going to do this. And by the age of 50, I was going to retire. Wow. Well, I'll tell you about that 50 in a second. <laughs> but I wanted to, in those first two circles, I wanted to finish school I wanted to own my own daycare. I wanted to become a professional speaker and I wanted to travel the world. Now, I didn't know anything about professional speaking. I don't even know where that came from. I didn't see anyone doing it. I didn't have an experience or a model of anyone doing it. I just knew I loved speaking because in high school, I was a part of the speech and debate team. Oh, and well, yeah. Our team always won. Like, I wasn't necessarily the smartest one on the team, but I was the one that can convince you on That's the team. Right. And with that, I said, I also wanted to be a lawyer and a probation officer. Well, my grandmother told me the lawyer never told the truth in their life. And because <laughs> the core of my very being is to be honest, I canceled that one right off the paper. And I stuck <laughs> to the other ones that I had written. And fast forward and everything in terms of jobs that I did, it literally prepared me for where I am today. So through Head Start, through owning my own daycare, through working as a counselor in the schools, through the programs of drug prevention that I presented, it all led me here because it was a part of the purpose from the very beginning. That is so amazing. And just FYI, I am an attorney by trade. <laughs> so that is funny. That is really, 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 really funny. But what I heard you say in all of that is that we can start from anywhere. We each have a gift that is birthed inside of us from the very beginning, that we are being perfected from the beginning 
to the end. And all we have to do is tap inside of it. We all have a great influence in our life. Um, Do you have a great influence? Someone who has influenced you? Yes, I do. My parents. Okay. And let me tell you, that's why I say William and Rhoda Jackson conceived me. Because they did not just conceive me as a, from a seed, but who I am today. They nurtured me. They loved me. They provided me with the best example they could of what love looked like. I watched my dad paint my mother's fingernails and put on her earrings for church on Sunday, knowing good and well he couldn't stand the smell of that nail polish. But oh, he did it out of love. Not a contractual agreement, but out of a covenant agreement, like till death do us part. And 50 years later, that's exactly what happened. It took death to do them apart. And they were my models. My mom said to me one day, you need to be on Oprah. And I was like, oh, mom, you're just saying that because you're the mother. You're supposed to say that. You're supposed to say that. (laughs) Exactly. But she said that day after day after day because she believed that. She believed what she implanted in me. She believed in what she saw God had put inside of me. And she nurtured that. They were and will forever be my influential king and queen. I love that. They will forever be your influential king and queen. And that's so rare, sad to say that parents are said to be the greatest influences in our life. I know for me, it was my grandmother and it, and I had an aunt and of course my mother's resilience and everything that she went through in her life absolutely gave me courage to do the things that I have done, but certainly That is such a great statement. And I heard it in the conviction of your story there about your dad helping your mom on Sunday mornings, painting nails and putting on earrings. That is a story for the ages. And thank you for sharing that with us. You're so welcome. And anyone and everyone who knows me knows that I'm always talking about my parents and I am a daddy's girl. Oh, that's amazing. Whatever will be. <laughs> and I can just see that smile on your face. I feel that when you said that. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Here on the Beautiful Butterfly Project, we are passionate about the pursuits in our life, our pursuits to being amazing and being great and becoming authentic. What drives you? What is your passion? And how do you pursue that passion? I love that question because life really is about a pursuit in terms of your passion and your purpose. It's not chasing after it as if you're hunting, but going after it because you're fishing, meaning you're throwing out the lifeline for people. And that Ah. drives me. That drives me, girl. I'm telling you, that puts me in the front seat of the BMW. (laughs) That drives me, okay? Yes, it does. And let me tell you, if I can just go back to something you said. Absolutely. 
and something I said in Marry the Two. You said you are an attorney by trade. Yes. And I said, my grandmother said, if I was to be a lawyer, I need to consider that they never told the truth in their life. And in my book, A Repositioned Journey of Greatness, I'm Still Standing, I share that story. And I say this in the book. That was what my grandmother said based on her experience. Mm -hmm. And I allowed what she said based on her experience to keep me from pursuing my passion. Oh, wow. And I encourage people in the book not to allow that to happen to them. That's deep. Yeah, yeah. Because that was her experience. And I let that rob me of having my own experience out of my own passion. Here's my two-word counseling for anyone and everyone who's listening. Actually, three words. Don't do that. And how often do we run into people that we let someone else's experiences keep us from pursuing something of our own? Because our worldview our worldview is often shaped by those around us. It is shaped by other people's experiences and we take those on. So how many times have you seen that in the work that you do, RJ? Too often. Yeah. Too often. Every day. It's all day long. It's so much that I can't do this work by myself. I need people who were called to do this to show up and stand up in their truth so that they can help women and other people in particularly just understand what I say. You don't have to live where you're dying and you don't have to die where you're living. It doesn't have to happen, but we need people because we need each other to survive. We need people to stand up in their truth and show up regardless of how they're feeling to help someone else survive. Too many people are hiding. Too many people are going by the experience of other people and what mm-hmm. someone said about them. Girl, you can't do that. Who do you think you are? Oh, please. Girl, so, girl please. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, girl, please. Girl, please. Block well, yeah. out that noise. Because we have to. Because if I, and thank you so much for sharing that story in your book and sharing that with us as an audience, because I had the same thing happen. I had a guidance counselor tell me when she, you know, talked to me in the 11th grade. So what do you want to do? And I said, well, I want to be a lawyer. And she says, oh, I don't see you as a lawyer. I see you as someone in broadcasting or journalism. I said, well, just because I speak well doesn't necessarily mean I have to be in television or broadcasting. But it took a lot for me to speak well. You know, I had a speech impediment. I stuttered probably up till the time I was in the third grade. And still, my brain has to slow down and I still have to think about certain words that come out of my mouth. But if I would have let that shape who I would ultimately become, then I would have lost out on pursuing a passion of mine, which is you talked about being a lifeline for people. That's how I see what I do is sharing knowledge to help make people's lives better. And that's beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely And we're all created for a purpose. And I've seen the passion in your voice and the time that we spent together today about the work that you do. If you had to say that your life was created by God, conceived by your parents for a particular purpose, how would you summarize that to be? 
So if I were to say that my life was created by God, conceived by my parents for a particular purpose, I would say that purpose is to remind you that there's greatness inside of you. And the way I get to do that is found in Philippians, where it commissions me to go out into a polluted world and be a glimpse of good living and the living God so that people can have hope. And he is perfecting that in you each and every day. He will continue that work and he will perfect that in you. And that is such an amazing thing. Now, RJ, you have such a platform and you have your coaching and your speaking and the services that you offer. Where can we find you? How can we find out more information about R.J. Jackson? Thank you so much for asking. I would absolutely love to connect with people to remind them that there's greatness inside of them and the world's waiting for them to show up. And I want to remind them of something you said early in the conversation. You found me on Instagram and they can find me there too under the courage giver. They can actually find me anywhere online if they just Google The Courage Giver. Or you can find me on my website, rjjacksonspeaks.com. That's rjjacksonspeaks.com. And that's so amazing. And I'm so glad that I found you and connected with you on Instagram and that you graced my podcast with your beautiful presence and your energy and your sunshine and that smile. So there are a few questions that I ask everyone here on the Beautiful Butterfly Project. They're just three questions that I just ask everyone. Are you ready? I am ready, girl. Listen, (laughs) born ready. (laughs) And if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. (laughs) Right. So the first question is, what is your favorite color? If you had a color that your personality would be, what color would that be? (laughs) I love that question because if you see me like everyone else, you would believe that red is my favorite color. Like red is your favorite color, RJ, but really blue is my favorite color. And why blue? Because blue stands for faith. It stands Ah, for hope. Wow. That's why blue. And red just compliments it. But you see me doing everything in red because red stands for love and courage. And so, you know, faith, hope, and love. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But the greatest among these is what? 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 (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And it's so amazing because guys, like if you could see RJ, it's this beautiful red, this beautiful smile, this lipstick, this, you know, the, you know, the dress, the eyeglasses, the hair, it just compliments everything. So I can see that about you. Oh, uh, thank you, beautiful. The check's in the mail. It has lots of zeros. <laughs> thank you so, have so many zeros. You're going to see nothing but zeros. <laughs> I love it. And I'm envisioning that and I receive it. I receive it. Do you have a favorite word? Word as in statement or just a single word? Just one single word. I don't have a favorite word. I have a word of the year that I use, but I don't have a favorite word. Okay. And so what's your word of the year? For this year, it's resilient. Oh, yes. I love that. 
Resilient. Um, if, you know, if 2020 and 2021 hasn't taught us anything but to be resilient, that is the word for sure. I love that. I love that. And the last question is this. If you had one day left to spend here on earth, what would you spend it doing? If I had one day left here yes. on earth, what would I spend it doing? I would spend it with people who would want to spend it with me. Love that. Yeah. It didn't matter if we didn't do anything as long as we were together. Mm, that is such an amazing answer. Such an amazing answer. People who wanted to be with you. And in the words of RJ Jackson, the courage giver, you don't have to live where you're dying and you don't have to die where you're living. The beautiful Butterfly Project thanks you and my heart honors yours. And thank you guys so much for listening. And RJ, thank you so much for being a guest. And we'll discuss all things about becoming authentic in your journey on the next episode of The Beautiful Butterfly Project. If you are interested in being a guest or learning more, please visit our Facebook page at The Beautiful Butterfly Project Podcast or email thebeautifulbutterflyproject at innovativebutterfly.com. See you again soon as we take this amazing journey together on the Beautiful Butterfly Project.